The following talk was given at the Insight Meditation Center in Redwood City, California. Please visit our website at audiodharma.org. I think it'd be nice at this point to hear, before we take a break, to hear from some of you uh, what that was like to have that conversation. What it was like to uh, explore that particular theme. What did you learn? How were you challenged? What was interesting? So if you can, uh, there's a, can you pass the mic? Yep. And here's another one. Maybe we could. Uh, thank you for giving us this opportunity to learn from someone else. It was extremely powerful for me. To learn, hear someone else talk about their perspective. Yes, and just as you said earlier, part of the coming together in these monthly gatherings is to really benefit from someone else who is working with the same kind of um, energies that, that are yearning to be transformed. So that's how the, the little dyad was for me. Thank you. Great, thank you. Very beautiful. Well, my first reaction was, um, oh, duh. <laughs> what? <laughs> what, uh, what? It's so, it seems so obvious. Um, and then I thought the quote that you read in the beginning pretty much captured everything. But what, what was interesting to me that came up was um, how this idea of selfing gets attached to virtue. And so we spent a lot of time talking about that. I, I don't think we resolved it, but it was very potent. Selfing, you said, yeah. Yeah, yeah getting kind of pumped up on oneself, because look at how virtuous I am. <laughs> <laughs> I, I found it extremely powerful. I feel really like turned on right now about you know what came up for me talking to Steve, um, just about ways that we can do even more um, to open our hearts and be virtuous. You know, and and I really find that well, for example, we both saw Dalai Lama on Tuesday and uh, in San Jose, and the eight verses. Um, to me, we're all about virtue. And Steve just gave me an idea to read one each day before I meditate for a week. And I thought, that is so cool. You know, I mean, that would be really good because that's a way to practice that. So I agree that the community is very powerful. Um, and I really appreciate this opportunity, you know, to have this. So thank you. Thank you. Um, so something that um, came up for me was when you were talking about how when you were younger and people that are goody two-shoes and your reaction and, and what I thought of is when I was younger and the kids who were so-called virtuous or the goody two-shoes that that wasn't that that really isn't sila that's there's an artificiality to it and there was a lot of you know looking back a lot of dukkha around there's not it wasn't a true um, 
sila and that somebody who really had that, it would be kind of invisible and just feel a feeling of safety. Um, and that was that the sila is really that sort of stability of and mm-hmm. kindness that you're not harming the people around you and you're not putting your own stuff out to make other people deal with it. Yeah, there's a lot, a lot, there can be a lot of unhelpful, unhealthy ways of holding ethics. And then uh, you know, unhealthy for you, kind of selfing, building up a sense of self, uh, and also as a way of, uh, um, you know, it's, we, do, we, do, we, we do terrible things to other people too by imposing our values, our ethics on them. And um, so there's, there's a lot of com- complexities to this issue. Um, so yeah, I think there are people for whom it's kind of artificial in the sense that it doesn't artificial in the sense that it's an artifact. It doesn't doesn't come in something beautiful, natural inside. So behind you. Just one question that came up for me is how much does cultural values play into virtues? I mean, because in different cultures, some things are acceptable and practiced, and without any sense of wrongdoing right. in other cultures is viewed as very bad or very yeah. unvirtuous. So. Yeah, it's, it's, a beautiful, it's a very important question and it's important to be sensitive to those differences. I think that the question was, uh, I mean, hopefully the question was, uh, was uh, offered you uh, in a culturally ne- uh, neutral way. Just what do you value and love about virtue? And different cultures have different ideas of what virtue is. So, you, you know, everyone can find themselves in the question. And um, the um, yeah, there are very, there are, there are lots of different ways that uh, that uh, it's kind of surprising for someone who grew up in one culture to realize that another culture has a whole different take and approach and, uh, on these kinds of questions. And um, the um, and you know, so Buddhism has its own. Is it, is it coming out of an Indian culture? Or does it come out, or does it come out of a particular spiritual principles or understanding? And uh, and I would say it's kind of the latter that there are certain principles that Buddhism offers, and those principles may or may not fit nicely into a variety of different cultural understandings. And the principle, one of the primary principles in Buddhism, is, uh, has to do with not with rules, but rather with the consequence of living a certain way. Is it, um, uh, is it helpful or not helpful? Or more specifically, um, uh, the baseline kind of ethical uh, valuation in Buddhism, does it cause harm? Or does it not cause harm? So, for example, uh, sexuality is, is, you know, cultures have all kinds of mores around sexuality. And some of that cause a lot of, uh, the rules themselves cause suffering for people. And and so, you know, the people ask, what is Buddhist to take on sexuality, you know? Like, who can be your partner? You know, that's a big one in some cultures, right? And so uh, Buddhism answers the question, Culturally, sometimes, different Buddhist cultures have different answers to that question. They very much are influenced by their culture or their place, and, and sometimes it's painful to have those cultural answers. But uh, having a principle of, uh, which I think is a non-cultural or transcultural question, um, is there harm? How do we, are we causing harm in their sexuality or not? And let that be the evaluation. And if, if no harm is being created, then um, all kinds of possible sexual expressions, you know, are fine from Buddhist point of view. But if harm is being caused, then even the most, I don't know, conventional, orthodox, culturally sanctioned 
sexual expression would be wrong from a Buddhist point of view. So are there principles that somehow cut through the cultural differences uh, or transcend them or, or find a middle way between them is an interesting topic as well. And now I'd be curious I mean, uh, to hear some other time more privately or more, uh, more your experience with that, that, that. Oh, I just wanted to say that both my partner and I, when we were talking about it, we um, thought that the thing that made it uh, something we really strive for and the beauty of it is um, there's so much la- less remorse in our lives as we you know, work at trying to live more virtuously. Uh-huh. It reminds me of the cliche that uh, it's good to be honest because then you have less to remember. <laughs> <laughs> Unless you, have to re- unless you have to remember. <laughs> so, okay. So maybe one last one here. Uh, one of the things that I was thinking of as you were talking about goody two-shoes is what goes uh, with that for me is, is thinking boring. Uh, if I'm really, if I'm, if I'm, then I'm really not having fun. And, and, and uh, my, my, and uh, um, uh, Dick was my partner, and, and he saw my Shakespeare T-shirt and, and mentioned a quote from uh, Shakespeare about um, how did that go? I'll let him say it. Uh, Dost thou think because thou art virtuous there shall be no more cakes and ale? <laughs> I'll have to I, I, maybe I, I, even I, I, say I, I, it into the microphone every, so everyone that the people it. in Asia can hear it. Dost thou think because thou art virtuous there shall be no more cakes and ale? <laughs> <laughs> so um, we should make a, have a bumper sticker that says something like, um, the virtuous have more fun. <laughs> <laughs> Well, that was one of the aspects that came to me, too, is, is thinking that when I'm doing what I know is right, I have less anxiety. I don't have to think of, oh, what do I get caught? Or, or how can I avoid getting caught if I'm doing whatever? And uh, so it just makes um, my level of well-being uh, much greater. Great. Thank you very much. So... Um, um, So let's take a break, and um, let's start again in here at, uh, hopefully we can do it at uh, 11.05, so in 15 minutes, and um, so be strategic in going to the bathroom so you don't all wait to the very end of the break. <laughs> and Nancy, Nancy.